Myself Chakras, episode 149. If you can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. And I'm so glad that you have decided to take your time to listen to this episode today. You could have literally listened to any other episode, but you chose to spend time with me. So I'm grateful for your love. Action Tribe, this is a show where we chat with visionaries, thought leaders, and experts who have fearlessly taken action to transform their lives, embrace ancient wisdom, and make a change in the world that we live in. We have a magical episode in store for you today. But before that, I have one question for you. As you know, I really, really love inspirational quotes. So my question to you, would you like me to read out your favorite quote on air along with your name and the name of your conscious business? If yes, then shoot me a quick email with your inspirational quote to aj at my7chakras.com. That's aj at my7chakras.com. The entries with the most inspiring quotes will be read out on air along with your name, your city and the name of your business for all of us to get inspired, motivated and take action. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our very special guest for today, Julie Lewin. So Julie, are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am. That is amazing. So Julie Lewin is a medical intuitive teacher, speaker, author, TV and radio personality and founder of Arakara Healing Discipline. She is passionate about helping people live their true potential physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. So Julie, that was a short intro about you, but take about a minute and tell us a bit more about your story. Thank you, AJ. Well, my story started 32 years ago. I was a young mum and my friend took me to a clairvoyant and he said to me, I could see inside of people's bodies. Mm. And he gave me two destinies. The first one, I'm, I'm going to condense in a couple of sentences. He said, this marriage will fail. You will remarry quickly. That marriage will fail. You'll have very few happy moments in your life and die at 53. Mm. And then he said, you have another destiny. If you choose this destiny, this marriage will survive. You will overcome illnesses in your 30s and 40s. You will have many happy moments in your life, live into your 90s and be of great benefit to the world. Now, whether what he said was true or not, it doesn't matter because I decided I wanted the second destiny. So I lay in bed at night and I decided to figure out how to see inside of people's bodies. And I practiced every single day for the last 32 years of how to do that. And I've become very adept at feeling people and seeing inside of people. And so move forward 32 years, I 
I'm still married to my wonderful husband and we live in country Queensland uh, in Australia and we have eight chickens. We have a beautiful flourishing vegetable garden and mm. I love my life. I have an amazing life. That's amazing. Really fascinating. And uh, we look forward to learning more mm. about the details about your life and what our listeners can learn from uh, your story and, you know, apply to their life as well. And Action Tribe, just in case you're wondering, the conversation that we're having right now is literally across the earth. So Julie is in Brisbane right now, all the way down south in Australia. And I am in Vancouver, British Columbia, in the Northern Hemisphere, more towards the West side. So I'm so grateful for technology that we're able to even have this conversation and that you're able to listen in on our conversation as well, no matter where you are on the earth. So with that, Julie, like we always do, let's begin with some inspiration. What is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply this quote in your life? My very favorite inspirational quote is, if you can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how. And I learned that from a woman in Australia many years ago when she founded a group called Step Up and she inspired teenagers to live their life. And so I listened to that and I thought, I can do it. I don't need to know how somebody does something, but to know that they can do it, I figure out how it works for me. And I do that every day in my life. It's probably my biggest inspiration to look at quantum physics and look at the phenomenon of success and achieving and mm-hmm. I sit with that and figure out how to do things. Do I want to give up sometimes? Absolutely, because it feels too hard. And then I keep going. When I get to that point where I want to give up, something keeps me going and I have my breakthrough. And it's pretty exciting when you have your breakthroughs consistently. Wonderful. I love this quote. If you can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how Action Tribe realize that the skills, knowledge and techniques can be learned depending on what your goal or vision is. You just need to know what question to ask, who to reach out to and how to embrace a growth mindset. Because as we're learning and with the evolution of technology and the internet, it's really easy to spread information. But at the end of the day, it's about how and that is something that you can do. If you see someone in front of you or around you, do it as well. So thanks a lot for reminding us, Julie. And with that, let's dive in. What really inspired you to write your book, Arakera Vibration? 32 years ago, when I had that clairvoyant reading, I lay in bed at night and I said, God, if you want me to do this, you need to show me how. So I went Mm -hmm. straight to the source and I made a promise, AJ, that if I discovered how to do this, I would share it. And it took me another 27 years before I felt that I had enough knowledge or wisdom to write a book. And then it took me five years to publish it. And I woke up, I actually, I went to Uluru, which is, um, the big rock in the center of Australia. Mm. I went there last year in September, exactly one year ago, and I was told a story, an Aboriginal story, about when you hear the stories of the Aboriginal heritage from a tour guide, that's one level of wisdom. When you hear the stories from 
the Aboriginal ranges, that's another level of wisdom. And if you should be so blessed to sit with an elder, an Aboriginal elder, you do not share that wisdom. That's between you and source. And so there were the three layers of disseminating information. That actually struck me so profoundly that I thought, okay, so there's a layer of information that I've experienced, learned over the last 32 years. I can share that freely through my book and it won't be too overwhelming for people. And then there's another layer of work that I can share when I talk to my clients. That's another layer of information I can share. And then when I do my deep dive intensive, and it's very intimate when I work with my clients, we drill deep down into their psyche. That's another level. And so I had my structure. And as soon as I had the structure of being able to share my wisdom, I went back to my manuscript, took some things out, put some more things in, and I finished that book in two weeks. And then I knew, I knew that this year was when I needed to publish it and it's been very well received. So it's exciting. Wonderful. So it's so amazing to note that your story started 32 years back and you seeked out a solution and you made a promise that if you discovered how that you would not keep it to yourself mm-hmm. but you would share it and about a year back obviously the journey unfolded but about a year back you went to Uluru in Australia that really famous area uh, known for its powerful energy uh, and you were told an aboriginal story and you had a realization about the three layers of informational dissemination through the book with your clients and then through a deep dive intensive and that sort of paved the way to how you would actually spread the information with people who are yearning and seeking for the knowledge that you've taken so many years to sort of accumulate. Now, diving a bit deeper, what exactly is this modality, Arakera? And also, what's the story behind the name? Okay, so the story behind the name, I'll start with that. Sure. About eight or nine years ago, I was experiencing incredible headaches that had me in bed for days, sometimes eight or nine days. And these headaches just were so persistent. And one day a friend of mine said, Julie, would you like me to send you some healing? I said, that would be wonderful. So I lay in the middle of the day on my bed and I closed my eyes and I could feel that she was sending me healing. After about 20 minutes, I looked up and the roof of my bedroom was not there. I had my eyes open. It was like I was looking into the galaxy. It was black and all these symbols were coming through that space down into my body. And I just observed and when the symbols finished coming into my body, the headache was gone and I'd had it for nine days. So I sat up and into meditative pose and I asked, what was that? And I heard a voice inside my head say, Akira. So then I asked, well, what does that mean? And the voice said, the alignment of the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual bodies. My response was, surely that's not enough. And the voice said, all right, Arakira. Mm -hmm. And I was told it was the revolutionary alignment of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, auric, energetic and etheric bodies. So seven bodies which responded to the seven chakras, which was very exciting for me because my work is all about seven. Mm. And so I asked how it was spelt and the spelling was A-R-I-K-I-R-A. 
So I got on Google and searched that word and it turned out it was the name of a Native American tribes people. So I went back into meditation. I said, you can't call this after a name of a tribe. So there was this almost this big collective sigh and the voice said, all right, change the I to double E. So it was A-R-E-E-K-E-E-R-A, a palindrome. So it's spelt the same both mm. ways. And right. I accepted that and that became the name of my work for the last 32 years. And then I sat down and I worked out, well, what does what are the seven areas? So I've got seven layers of seven mm-hmm. and I just keep working with that. And instead of my work being simply called medical intuition, there's a whole framework around my work, which I can share and teach people. They don't need to be in quotes gifted. Everybody has the ability to be intuitive. I show them how. So I've made my life's work about sharing with people how they can help themselves, heal themselves, live a vital, rich, healthy life. And so that's how Arakira came about. Beautiful. Now, really quickly, before we move on, who were you communicating with? Do you know what, AJ? I never asked that question. I Mm. just feel that I connect to the source and I don't talk about guides and things like that. I just, it's a knowing. So I call it the speed of knowing. And I, I see movies rolling in my mind and I accept that. And I just feel that I'm connecting with God or source, whatever you want to call it. Wonderful. So for someone who is new to this space, what is an intuitive health insight? Intuitive health, it's a knowing, it's um, okay. It's a feeling, It's um, it can be a vision, it can be a word that runs through your mind. It's probably the best description is a knowing that something's not right. It's basically your intuition. Now, as we speak, I can hear one of our listeners going, what are some of the challenges that this knowing or this vision or this word that we receive can help overcome? This knowing can help us overcome physical, mental, Mm -hmm. emotional, spiritual blocks. My belief is that at the core of anything that's happening for us is trapped emotion. And so, for example, I had a knowing that there was something not right in my stomach area. And so I would imagine that I could see inside of my body and there's no right or wrong way of doing that. And I could see this orange ball glowing. Now, back when I was learning how to do this, I didn't know what that meant. I needed to go to the doctor. And what I discovered was that I had gallstones. So it's about learning to listen to your body and what it's saying to you. Now, if I knew 20 years ago that that was my gallbladder, I could Mm -hmm. have looked at, well, what's making my gallbladder unhappy? There's, I was pushing my anger down into my body. I wasn't communicating. So I had ended up with four diseases in my throat and pushed that anger down into my gallbladder and I made my gallbladder very unwell. So learn from my learning. If you have an intuition or an inkling that something is not right, investigate the emotion behind that. And in my book, I have a metaphysical body language. So I give you the clues as to what the emotion, trapped emotion could be doing Mm. in your body. 
and the trapped emotion, you can deal with that yourself. You can sit and you can journal, you can process with a confidant who is someone that is external to your day-to-day life. They listen and they ask questions and they give you the space to talk through what is going on. And so that's how you can use that word or that inkling or that vision of what's going on in your body. Love that. So you spoke about the fact that at the core of everything that is happening to us is a trapped emotion. And it's all about diving to the root cause of what's creating the health issue in the first place. Like in your case, the anger that was creating the issues in your gallbladder. Now, in your book, you talk about activating our body's self-healing resource. Could you talk a bit more about these self-healing resources? Yes, absolutely. What I've discovered, AJ, is that we have our physical body and we have our energy body and one doesn't exist without the other. So if you can imagine that your physical body is like a photograph and the energy body is like the negative that we would get from the film from the old days when we had a camera. So one can't exist without the other. So we can't have our photograph if we don't have a negative. And if we don't, take the photograph onto the film, we don't have anything. So the physical body, we're we're obliged to abide by the law, the universal laws. So we have gravity and things like that. In our energy body, there are no universal laws that I've discovered. And so we can use our imagination to its fullest to create changes in our energy body, which actually correspond into our physical body. So using our imagination to see pictures, to creatively invite pictures to occur, we can shift the energy in our body. We can transform something that is not working to working. For example, edema or fluid retention. Mm -hmm. Many people experience this and I pondered this And I thought, well, how would I get rid of fluid? So in my mind, I imagined a big syringe. It was a huge syringe, which I call my Dr. Shivago syringe. And I imagined that I put that into the area of my body that was swollen. And I drew the syringe back and the the syringe filled with fluid. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I put that into a black box because the universe knows what to do with that. And I put another syringe in and I kept doing that until I could draw no further fluid out of my energy body where the swelling was. Let's say, for example, Mm -hmm. my ankle. Then a very interesting thing happened. In 15 minutes, all of the swelling went out of my ankles. And, and I work with this with people if they have swelling under their arms, if we have lymph glands under our arms that can get very sure. painful. So I take my clients through putting the syringe under their arm. Imagine, th- this is in your mind, remember, an, yeah. an imaginary syringe. And they in minutes, they go from saying, oh, my goodness, Julie, there is no pain under my arm. My, it's all gone down. So how is it possible that, doing something in my imagination can have such a profound impact on my physical body. That's for quantum physicists. I don't understand the mechanics. I just know, AJ, if you can imagine it, you can do it in your body. 
that is really amazing and action tribe in order to experience gravity you don't really need to know how gravity works right you don't need the formula you don't need the hypothesis nothing of that sort you just feel gravity if you jump from a 10 foot wall you're going to feel the impact so in the same way metaphysics works like julie explained you have the physical body and then you have the energy body which is the negative that we get from the photograph which is our physical body in the energy body the physical laws like gravity don't apply that's where creative visualization comes to the rescue and julie i loved the solution that you provided to edema uh, in imagining a huge syringe you drew it back took out all the fluid and put it into the black box and you kept doing it again and again and quite amazingly it worked not just for you but also for your clients as well so i i love that story thanks a lot for sharing now you also speak about a term that's called the metaphysical body language so what exactly is that okay the metaphysical body language is how your body talks to you hmm. now i'm going to use an example of a volcano or a tsunami the animals they know 24 to 48 hours before an and natural event yeah. that something's going to happen and they go they leave that area and they have the intuition that something's going to happen way before it happens you are exactly the same you get that intuition you get that sense that something's happening but human beings have become so disconnected with this sense that they don't notice it they don't take any notice of it and so with your metaphysical body language if you start noticing the signals and the signs that are happening in your body you can learn to move in a not move uh, live your life in a completely different way where you're aware of the greater experience that's actually going on for example let's say the shoulders this is a really good one this will be great for your listeners sure people who have sore shoulders they take responsibility for other people's stuff mm-hmm. and when i say this to my clients i say you know your sh- sore shoulders do you do this 100% of the time they say yes and so i have a little technique that can help them relieve that would you like me to share that with your uh, listeners sure if you have sore shoulders you can put your hands on your shoulders and it's about taking responsibility for other people's stuff you just need to say out loud i don't have to do that anymore and you repeat that until your body actually believes you so you're communicating with your body and you i feel a feeling come down the center of my body and i believe that it's my chakras are all going bing 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 we believe that and then my shoulders there's no more pain mm-hmm. it's in 2 or 3 minutes you can experience the relief that a massage therapist will give you in half an hour to an hour just by doing that so the shoulders is one area every part of your body has a different story to tell you about what's really going on now people who have sore hands that tells me like they get arthritis or something like that that tells me they're really good at giving they're not so good at receiving does that answer your question it sure does i think uh, you know what you shared through the response is really profound because action tribe we've all seen it in the news before an earthquake or a tornado far away the animals get anxious make noises they become restless and as you mentioned ang- animals know way earlier 
than humans that a natural calamity is going to happen. Humans, as you mentioned, have that sense too. But over the years, over millennia, we have sort of become disconnected to that innate sense that helps us understand overall, you know, what's happening. And the solution, as you mentioned, is to start small and to notice the signs within your body. So thanks a lot for sharing that very actionable example. Now, going back in time, how did you first get exposed to the world of metaphysical healing? I'm curious. It was through that clairvoyant reading when I was 25 and I knew that I didn't want to live the life that he told me in the first half an hour and it drove me AJ to find a way of seeing inside of people's bodies and after 10 years I could do that and then people were coming to see me and I thought I'm not sharing I'm not helping these people yes I'm sending them off to a doctor or a naturopath but how do I help them actually heal themselves So it was probably about 20 years ago, I started exploring ways that we could heal ourselves through metaphysical healing. And I would just lie there and experiment. I would ask the question, it was, if you can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how. And it was through that that inspirational quote that I learned how to explore and go inside of my being Mm -hmm. to heal and then take how I learned to do it with myself and share that with other people so that they could do the exact same thing. And it's not that my right, my way is right or your way is wrong. It's what's right for you. We are all individuals and mm. everyone has their right way or the way that works for them to the best advantage. And it's become a way of life for me, AJ. I live, I breathe, I sleep it. It adds a, a whole new dimension or element of excitement, of curiosity to explore metaphysics. Metaphysics or meta means the hidden. Mm. So it's going into the hidden realms of our physical day-to-day life. What goes on behind that? That's what I want to know. And so I explore that by going within. And if I may, I don't know if your listeners have ever seen a fractal or understand what a fractal is. A Mm -hmm. fractal is a mathematical art and it's um, all done by numbers and formulas. And there's computer programs where you can design fractal images. When I look at the fractal image, I can zoom in on it. And when I bring the zoomed in image up, it's exactly a duplicate of the image that I chose a little part of to look at. Mm. So I looked at that and I thought, okay, we have the universe with all the billions of galaxies. I wonder if I zoom in on myself, am I a duplicate of the galaxies and the universe? And I think yes. So instead of going outside of myself to explore healing, I travel inside, I go smaller and smaller and go into my being and I discover what I would discover outside. And I'm going to raise a really important point here because people are exploring, your listeners will be exploring. What I discovered over the last 30 years is we have our energy body, it's our essence, it comes in when we're born or at conception. We are given that essence to be in our physical body. When we explore outside, when we travel out, 
we leave a skeleton energy, skeleton crew. It's a, a percentage of our energy body stays in the physical and the rest of our essence is journeying out. Mm-hmm. When we do that, our body can't function. And that's where people can get very unwell because they've got their skeleton crew trying to run their physical body and they're skipping out, they're journeying, they're exploring outside of themselves energetically. When we are fully present in our physical body, all the cells in our body have enough juice, they have enough energy to operate normally or optimally. So I decided after 40 years of skipping out of my body and ending up with with cancer that I would learn how to be in my body 95% of the time. And what's happened, AJ, is I've healed my body. I Mm -hmm. no longer grow tumors. I am very well. So it's about being, and I know people talk about being fully present. That's the same message is have your energy fully present in your container, in your vessel. And instead of journeying out, journey within your vessel into the mysteries of life within your vessel. Because what's out there, we are a duplicate of that. So go travel inwards and you will discover the answers that you're looking for. Love that. So Julie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your stories and your insights with us. Based on what you've shared today, if you had to advise one of your students to go out and take one action, just one action, what would that be? One action would be to listen to what your body is telling you Mm -hmm. and Really pay attention to what it is telling you because that's going to give you the the compass points for navigating your life. In nature, they say that for anything that's poisonous, the antidote is within one meter. Your body is going to tell you what's going on. Take notice of what your body is telling you and do something about it. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. If you want to change the results that you've got, you've got to do something different. And the best way is to listen to what your body is telling you. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 149. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 149. The challenge of the unknown future is so much more exciting than the stories of the accomplished past. This is an amazing quote by Simon Sinek. Action Tribe, I get it. Life is not easy. Challenges and problems and obstacles have a way of bringing you down. They somehow come into your life when least expected and seem to rattle everything, especially during moments when you feel like you can't take it anymore. But with every act of resilience, with every act of positivity, and with every act of faith, you, in fact, are pushing further and further into the unknown and embarking on a journey that's way more exciting and adventurous than a life with no action at all in the first place. So Julie, take us back and talk to us about a major challenge that you experienced in your life. How did you encounter it? And then what were some of the steps that you took to overcome that obstacle? One, uh, probably the biggest um, obstacle I experienced was having thyroid cancer. And I had the surgery in 2000 and I lost my voice for a year. And I found out that 95% of my vocal cord was paralyzed on my left side and that I would be very lucky if I could speak again. Mm. So 
I decided to employ everything I had learned so far in my journey to teach myself how to speak again. So I use the air in my lungs to make my vocal cord vibrate and that's how you can hear me. And I promised that if I could speak again, I would share my work with the world. And so that's what I'm doing now. And I needed to practice every single day for months and months so that I could get my voice working. And here I am. I can speak. Wow. That's really, really inspiring. If you had to share with our listeners one major life lesson from that challenge, what would that be? Persistence. Do not give up. And it's my quote again, if you can do it, I can do it. It's just a matter of how. Wow, that's a really inspiring story that you shared with us. Thanks a lot, first of all, for sharing this story with us. You shared that the biggest obstacle that you faced was thyroid cancer. Mm -hmm. And after your operation, you lost your voice for one whole year. So I can imagine people feeling sad or distraught or worried just for not being able to speak for one day or one week, but losing your voice for one whole year and then getting to know that 95% of your vocal cords are paralyzed and for you to even speak would be lucky. That might have been really devastating and a huge challenge, but you just didn't accept the situation as it is. You started to find out and seek ways by which you could start speaking once again. And you started using your lungs to sort of use your vocal cords by that way to speak once again. And today we are here and you're speaking to us so wonderfully, so eloquently and inspiring our listeners. So thanks a lot for your journey and for sharing your story to inspire us. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and Action Tribe, I hope today's session provides you with the necessary inspiration and insights to take action in your life and know that even though your dreams might seem a bit out of reach at the moment, it is very much possible. Like Les Brown says, and as we've learned today, whatever you want in life, better health, better relationships, better finances or better education, even though you might not have it right now, you have no idea whether you have the capacity or the resources to achieve those dreams, just say to yourself that it's possible. You may not have the action plan right now, but if someone's done it, then you can do because it is possible. And as you find ways to get there, never forget why you want your dreams in the first place because your why will keep you on track. And as Fyodor Dostoevsky once said, the mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live for. So my question to you is, what is that something that you are living for? So Julie, at this point, what is your life's calling? My life's calling is to share with people that they can live an extraordinary life in their ordinariness and that we don't need to just settle. I would like to inspire people to claim their life, to live their life to the fullest, whatever their situation. And the best way I can do that is to walk the journey and share the journey that I have been able to live and take people on that journey with me. That is amazing. Now, if you had to relive the journey of your life, what is that one moment or that one experience or that one instance that really changed your life? It would be that clairvoyant reading when I was 25. It completely transformed the direction I was going in. And as difficult as it was for me to go and do that, because I don't do psychic readings as such, that was the pivotal moment in my life. And I'm forever grateful. That's wonderful. And with that, we have arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round, four rapid fire questions so that our listeners can take action right away. <laughs> 
So the first question is, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? The best advice someone gave me was, Julie, if you make a mistake, learn from it. And really, there are no mistakes. There are only learning experiences. But make sure that you learn. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong. I meditate every day for five minutes at least. And speaking of which, what is your morning routine like? I know at your place, it's about, what, 4.15 right now? It's now 4.45 a.m. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My morning routine starts with a cup of coffee, which I know isn't healthy, but it starts with a cup of coffee and I read. And then I get ready for my day. My husband cooks me breakfast and we have breakfast together. And then I start my day about 9am. Normally Mm. on a Sunday, it's a little bit different. Wonderful. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. The book that I'd like to recommend is Illusions by Richard Bach. And I've read this book maybe 20 or 30 times over the last 30 years. And the reason why I like it is it it keeps me very grounded. It keeps me very human and very aware of not being somebody's guru. And just, it's a wonderful little story. It's a small book, but it's packed full of metaphysical wisdom and keeping your awareness of metaphysics in a very real physical world. So Action Tribe, once again, to access today's show notes, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 149. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 149. So Julie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and your amazing stories. Before we end this session, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us how we can find you online. I am grateful for having my life, incredibly grateful for having my life. And how you can find me is on Arakira, dot com, And I have a gift for you, forward slash chakras. And be sure to not put www before it because I have um, an SSL certificate on the website and you just need to type dot com. So there you go, Action Drive, to get your free Chakra Magic Meditation and one chapter from Julie Lewin's popular new book, Arakira. All you need to do is go to arakira.com forward slash chakras. We'll have the link up in the show notes as well. Julie, thank you so much for joining us on today's show, for taking your time so early in the morning on a Sunday, talking to us about Arakira and your transformational story and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to my chakras.com Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.